Frank Ops Show, the worst name for a podcast ever, and this time I've got another game review. It's been a while since I've done one of these, and it's Hotline Miami 1 and 2. we got a, a, a two-pack here because these games are fairly similar, same art style, same control scheme, and of course uh, a storyline, a series, 1 and 2. So they both follow... One follows the other, so that's pretty much it, and I feel like just combining the two would make more sense as you can get both games together in a collection at this point. And yeah, so Hotline Miami 1 was released back in 2012, and Hotline Miami 2, wrong number, released back in 2015, developed by Denaton Games, published by Devolver Digital, so they, of course they've got their... Uh, they of course publish a lot of interesting indie games and it's been released on a ton of stuff already by this point PC, mobile, switch, PS3, PS4, PS5, PS Vita, Xbox One's uh, Series X and S so you can get it on pretty much any hardware for the most part that's out right now and as far as time is concerned for the first game you can beat that in five hours or if you want to 100% it, 14 and a half hours. Or if you want to do the second one, it's about eight and a half hours and 33 hours. If you want to 100% it because it's a fairly deeper storyline. Of course, you can try and go for the high scores and and everything like that. So yeah, that's that's what it is in total. It's a uh, top-down action shooter. So just think of it in the vein of uh, Akari Warriors. Maybe that might be the uh, a good comparison yeah the arcade version not the nes version where you have uh, complete control of the character from a top down perspective and yeah so the premise of the game the first game is set in an alternative 1989 miami set in a time period where the u.s and the soviet union are have reached an accord uh, between uh, the two countries uh, it's still the Cold War, but uh, some things have gone down, so to speak. I think the uh, Soviet Union unleashed a nuclear bomb on San Francisco, and there was an actual Cold War between, uh, actual war war between the two countries. And you'll see it through the storyline in the second game, for the most part. The first game, it's a there's a there's a huge air of mystery around the main character, and that's who you play as is uh, antihero. His name is Jacket. That's all you know him by because that's his defining feature aside from the different animal masks that you wear for the character. You have like chickens and horses and all kinds of things. And, and the animal masks, really the, their only purpose is to serve to give you certain power-ups to go into the level with. But the default costume or the, is, the default mask is that of a rooster. And yeah, you are on a murderous rampage against the shady underworld of uh, the Russian mob in the United States, in Miami. And uh, you're really at the beck and call of some mysterious individuals that send you on your missions via your answering machine. So you'll find yourself struggling to get a grip of what is going on and why you're prone to the acts of violence throughout your life and what your motives are it's a bit mysterious going into it 
The first game is pretty straightforward chronologically as it takes place mostly from the perspective of the main character of Jacket. And then the second game takes place a couple years later, the aftermath of Jacket's rampage in 1989, and you see how that affected Jack, uh, the people in Miami, various different characters from different walks of life. Uh, from a, a writer, police officer, uh, members of the mob, the Russian mob. It, it, there, there's uh, various characters that you will take control of. You don't take control of Jacket anymore. He's no longer the main character. But it's it, it, it's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino movie. You, you just see it from the, the, the main overarching storyline, but you see it from different perspectives of different characters and different time periods as you'll be going back in time before the events of 1989 at some points with different flashback moments. Um, yeah, so that's that's what you, and you'll get to see what Jacket was like when he was younger. All right, next we've got the graphics. So once more, top-down, 2D, pixelated, classics art style. And... I guess this would be like a, like I said, it's a game that looks like it would be comfortable in the 1990s, in the the arcade era. Uh, it, it, the 80s aesthetics, big and loud, and the game being set in Miami means you got all those neon and pastel colors featured all over the place, and I love that. I'm from South Florida, so that makes a lot of sense for me, and it just feels natural for, for myself. You've seen the Miami Heat Vice uniforms they're super popular and then there's a reason why it's just it's just part of the territory down here so nice and colorful is 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 good for me and uh, like I said the 2d top-down style is akin to I would say Akari Warriors uh, you are um, I mean the second game takes place in a lot of different places it's in Miami but sometimes you get to see Miami there's some really cool uh, Hawaii. I mean Hawaii. Some, there's some really cool um, pixel art here, with regards to like uh, th- there's like this rain effect when you're in Hawaii, and it, it's it looks so natural. Uh, it, it's I can't really describe it. It's, it's one of those things that should go on the the Reddit board. Um, uh, are oddly satisfying. There's something oddly satisfying about the, the rain effects in that game, and you could tell that. The developers really, uh, the art style in this game is is crude in a sense, especially when you get close-ups because the, the storyline is presented through text and these talking heads. Uh, there's no voice acting whatsoever. They, they all kind of speak in this uh, jumbled whatever. And uh, the the... the Every single character visually is just a bit unnerving, and it's meant to be that way. The characters are kind of like surreal, deformed caricatures of normal people, but it's it's makes sense aesthetically when given the storyline, you just start to get used to it. And the story is dark and nihilistic, and characters evoke that ambiance just from their art style. So there's no real, let's say, good-looking characters in this game, but the seediness of the entire experience means they all fit the story. And 
the simplistic style makes it clear from a gameplay perspective who who you are, where your enemies are, where the weapons are, and what is a door, what is a wall, what is a window. Uh, the absolute chaos on the screen that happens in this game because it, it gets real bloody and there could be a lot of enemies on screen at once, a lot of weapons and things just going all over the place, broken glass, and um, it seems overwhelming, but the game art style allows you to experiment and get back to the action even after getting killed. Like It, 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 makes, it, it, it makes it so clear and you can figure out that environment pretty quickly. Um, and the screen is reared back enough so that uh, you, you have an option to scope out the location a bit more with like some of the controls. And we'll, I mean, we'll get to the controls here. Um, well, let me talk about the, the music in this game is amazing. There's a lot of, uh, I guess, indie um, tracks. Uh, you would say more of um, 80s techno, sometimes uh, maybe a little bit vaporwave in a, in a sense. A little bit of that and uh, there's some really really good tracks especially the the title screen theme for Hotline Miami 2 is uh, like an amazing relaxing but almost kind of like melancholy theme and I, I can't seem to find a dud track in this game there's some really good ones in, in this one uh, gameplay I mean, it was originally meant for a keyboard and mouse. So, if you're playing it on the PC, that's how you'll 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 play it. It gives you a lot of control with uh, moving the the reticle around for your weapon um, and, and the character itself. Itself, you're moving around with the arrow keys, and then you uh, aim your character 360 degrees around. Uh, uh, to, to whatever you need to do as far as opening doors or, or attacking uh, enemies and uh, I played this game on the Switch so I played the Switch version which I'm fairly certain is probably the same with the Xbox and PS uh, any of the PlayStation versions where it's you're controlling it with a controller uh, two joysticks trigger buttons A, B, X, Y what have you four face buttons uh, shoulder buttons that it starts to like d-pad and um, uh, Use the left stick to move the character around uh, You can strafe left and right move up and down and then use the right stick to aim your character around in a 360 degree direction so uh, Luckily they, they do help you out with a lock-on feature uh, with one of the trigger buttons so you can uh, lock on to an enemy and then you just uh, flick the right stick left or right to to aim at different enemies from there. Shoulder buttons are used to manage picking up uh, your weapons and, and attacking as well. So I think the left shoulder button is to pick up your weapon or you can throw your weapon uh, with that and the right shoulder button is to actually attack or, or shoot your weapon. Uh, you can only carry one weapon at a time and you can choose to drop or, or throw them at, at will from there on out. And uh, there's a mi minimal amount of heads-up display in this game. Really, the, the only thing that they really show is when you pick up an actual firearm and they'll show the amount of ammo that you have left. Multiplayer, there's no multiplayer at all in this game. Uh, it, it's chaotic enough. I kind of would 
it would be interesting to see what the co-op would be for this game but of course the storyline doesn't call for co-op except for hotline miami 2 where that could have worked uh, given the storyline but aside from that you just really have online leaderboards for your high scores and that's it but um, I played this game during a, I guess, personally difficult time in my life. So it kind of helped me by playing this mindless madman in a jacket with weird animal uh, masks and uh, complicated characters in the second game. I mean, it really hit the spot uh, to kind of alleviate some of those things, make me forget about stuff for a little bit. Uh, this game requires quick thinking because you die instantly any gunshot any stabbing or beating like as soon as a character hits you you're done and the enemy satellites in this game are are pretty uh, are pretty good as soon as they see you coming around the corner just a little bit like a, a single pixel of you they'll they'll know you're there and they'll they'll come after you so and you have to be aware of where you're standing where you're standing because a character will will see you uh, just from peeking around the corner or uh, you have to figure out where the windows are because they might see you through a window and they'll just shoot a shotgun at you and you're dead immediately and it's like it's fast it's like a second and that's it you're you're done you are done uh, so uh, a lot of the levels you're, you're you're trying to speed run them but you also have there's an there's a an element of stealth that you have to be wary of you need to know where you are at at each time what your surroundings are uh, plants couches uh, tables a anything like that that can kind of give you an advantage uh, for hiding and then just you just have to make your way through uh, stealthily but as quickly as possible at times and sometimes stealth doesn't work in some levels sometimes you just have to go gung-ho Rambo style or Scarface style and just mow people down uh, and, but the game pushes you to speedrun though this is very much a speedrun game so if you love speedrunning this is this is a game for you because your ranking for each level is based on how fast you do it so your high score uh, putting up combos and uh, by the end of the level you'll you'll get a ranking and a high score and then they will uh, and then you can submit it to the online leaderboard and see what you can do from there. And yeah, making mistakes in this game doesn't feel too frustrating. I know that you die in an instant and it may seem frustrating at first, but the controls aren't that difficult. I'm sure it'd be a lot easier on PC with the ease of the mouse, but even on consoles, it wasn't bad for me. Uh, because you get they they you start over you have to start the whole level over that's the one thing you have to completely start from the beginning but from there you uh you start picking it up it's much like once again those old 80s or, or 90s games where you just have to memorize the layout of, of the level memorize the enemy walking patterns and things like that and you go from there uh plan your stuff out and and, and that's it so uh, making mistakes isn't too frustrating because as soon as you, you're dead, they give you an uh, uh, option immediately to restart the level. And it's you don't have to wait oh, for a cutscene or 
or a respawn period. No, you just go immediately. It's like, okay, get back on the horse and go again. So that's, that's, it's, it doesn't feel as punishing because you don't have to go through all this rigmarole. Like I was playing Batman Arkham Knight and Batman dies. They do the whole thing. There's a bunch of black, uh, bats that kind of uh, 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 swipes away to, to, to black and then X enemy says something to you and then you have to wait for the thing to reload back to where you were and it, that just takes time here it's immediately get back do it again and see what and see if you can improve uh, on what you did so that's that's what I liked about it and then the overarching storyline uh, is much deeper than than you would think it's, it's not just oh just a hack and slash or just just shoot them up that type of thing it's it's pretty much a uh, there's a lot of grand geopolitical themes in this and if you go on YouTube there's there's a particular youtuber that has broken down the entire storyline and it makes a lot of sense once you see it after you play through the game because an initial playthrough you're gonna be like what exactly is happening here especially with the second game because the second game is trying to piece together what the heck happened in the first game it explains what happens. It really does explain a lot as to what Jacket's motives were back in 1989 and kind of gives you a clearer picture. So that's why both of these games really do just complement each other. They, You really do have to play both. And I think it's worth getting both of the games. Um, there's some, I think uh, in the first game, there's a secret ending that you can do by finding certain uh things in the levels so that that's uh there's an element of exploration there but regardless if you, even if you don't want to find them you just go on youtube and you can find them there it's not that big of a deal it's not an, anything uh game changing but there's there's a lot of uh content here a lot of content a lot of levels in this and you'll you'll have yourself a good time for yeah, just combining those two games, at least 20 hours worth of time. So yeah, I played the game a lot. And uh, I, to me, so far, it's the best indie game that I've ever played. Uh, I played some good ones, uh, Freedom Planet, uh, some other stuff. But this is the best one that I've played so far just by just where, where I was at the time and just the simplicity of it. It's challenging in a way that keeps you coming back for more. So you don't get frustrated. There's some games that you, it's just, they're just super hard, and you're just like, "I'm done. I can't do this." Like I'm on uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, and I I keep losing, and I it, it's especially punishing because with that you go back and the level is completely rearranged because they're all uh, randomized, procedurally generated levels. So you never get a chance to memorize the layout, get better, remember where enemies are placed. Here, Hotline Miami, it's all set for you, and you just have to get good. You just have to get good, and, and it's not especially punishing, and it's not especially hard to control. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's, it's fairly simplistic when it comes to that. So uh, it's from, for those reasons, I think those are the, it's the best indie game, in, in my opinion. Um, and you really can't go wrong with this one. Uh, and you can find it on sale a lot these days. Uh, they, they, they're usually in, the, in both packs together. So go ahead and get both of them together. It only makes sense. And uh, yeah, so thanks for 
listening to this review, I will come back with a different game. I'll see what. I'm playing a lot of them nowadays. You can go check out my YouTube channel. I'm streaming there. Uh, a lot of the games that I will be reviewing on here. I'll try and get better at actually updating this darn thing. And you can also follow my other show, Sports Goofs, which I do with my friends. Or if you just like wrestling, go check out my buddy Charles's uh, own uh, side podcast. There is uh, The Cage with Charles, where he talks about WWE and AEW, New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honor, all kinds of stuff. If it's has to do with wrestling, he's probably aware of it and knows about it and is a incredible expert about it for sure and uh you can also follow my other stuff i'm everywhere uh, instagram fgogr64 uh youtube twitch i'm on everything i'm on everything or you can just listen to this the frank op show and I'll, I'll be satisfied with that so and you can check out patreon uh, patreon.com slash sports goofs it's sports goofs it's it's this as well it, it all goes to me if you just feel like uh, Take care, and yeah, man, this is, this is a good one. This is a good one. I'm on Miami.